Got a pretty special guest here today with us, bro. Um, Isaac John, founder of YKTR. What's up, bro? Hey, bro. What's up? Thanks Isaac. for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming, bro. Um, <laughs> pretty random, eh? <laughs> tell me how tell this happened. So I, I just seen he was in Pep. I put it, so he put it on the story, and then I uh, just replied to the story like, "What are you up to?" And he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, just chilling, bro." I was like, "Fuck, come along for a podcast." And he's like, "Yeah, bro, hard out. Like, <laughs> when can you do it?" I was like, "Oh, when can you do it? Five o'clock. Sounds good, bro." Yeah. Um, here we are having a few beers. Um, me bro, you just wanna, for those who don't know you, just introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Isaac John, my friends call me Ice, I grew up in a small town called Tukuro, uh, not too far from here actually, um, had ambitions to play rugby league when I was a kid, it's my favourite thing to do, ended up doing that, uh, got the chance to play for the Warriors, ended up over in England for a little bit, um, went to Penrith and then Manly, got to a point where I was, I was very like injury prone, had ACL, uh, snapped my Achilles. Um, I tore my back and when I once I tore my back I had um, went through a realization that I was over football and wanted to try something new and while I was when I had my first injury when I was about 20 years old a guy named Michael Luck played for the Warriors um, introduced me to reading and picked up the habit of reading while I was injured and got to a point where I read about 100 books and realized I was full of shit like I was just a bunch of knowledge if you look under these spades caps there's a bunch of useless facts and <laughs> I was I was that guy so um, always had a passion for business from a young age and decided going to start a few different businesses and sort of the YKTR was the one that took off. Yeah, tell us about YKTR, bro. Uh, YKTR stands for You Know The Rules. It's a clothing brand started uh, with two of my friends who both play football, uh, James Seguiaro, Corey Norman. We used to live together, um, never had ambitions of starting a clothing brand, but we got to a point where we were just saying You Know The Rules around the house a lot. Um, we abbreviated it to YKTR. Um, and I was sort of meaning like a boastful way so like I'll go to Korea like I reckon you'll get a start tonight like talking about getting girls and stuff and he goes oh but you know the rules and that's how we started saying it and then um, these used to be like hot girls and we're all single at the time and we used to write YKTR on the page like oh you know the rules like she's hot you know the rules but no one really knew what it meant and we're at a stage in our life where we're going out a lot as young blokes do with like a little bit of money and a little bit of status and we just started wearing YKTR t-shirts and people go can we buy them and um, we made about 10, 20 sold them and sold them to our mates and then sort of kicked on from there I'm real, bro. Um, funny story, actually, like, earlier on today, I've been getting, um, I, I did a market last week, bro. Uh, so I got a banner made by this lady, um, and she's she's only been in business for a little while. She said about six, seven months. And I, I, I asked her, and this is when, this is actually how it came about, where I messaged you about, about how to um, monetize off your off your podcast. And you mm. told me to read that free ebook. so anyone that hasn't seen that you're telling about your ebook or yeah I've got an ebook online uh, sort of jump on link on my Instagrams at IICE underscore um, in my bio I've got a link in bio and I've got an attachment to a lot of things um, my YouTube channel um, our website obviously but I've got two free ebooks on there one's how to start a clothing company from scratch and the other one's sort of um, from a podcast and monetizing a podcast is one of them oh well I messaged this girl I asked her um, do you want to sponsor my podcast mm. I haven't had any, and you know we're getting a bit, of, a few listens now. So I was like, oh fuck, I might as well try and monetize off it. I uh, asked her if, if she wanted to sponsor it. Um, she said, what she said to me, she was like, oh, you know, we're not really in a position to be um, spending money on advertising and marketing, and um, like we're not in a position to be. We don't have enough money to. Which is understandable, sort of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you reckon in terms of investing money in marketing and and advertising things like that, like getting your brand out there that's sort of sort of how you make a business huh? yeah huge huge in terms of like, first of all like she's right you have to have money to invest in marketing mm. but once you do got that money you, like we invest heavily into marketing uh, we use Facebook ads a lot we use Instagram ads we use Instagram story ads um, so what we try and do is like it's called a basic sales funnel we try and get people into our funnel um, the average e-commerce store only converts about one to three percent. So, if you get a hundred people coming onto your store, only one or three can potentially buy. Mm. So, if you think about marketing, all marketing does is fill that top part of the funnel up. So, instead of getting a hundred people in, if you get ten thousand in, fucking three percent seems alright. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. that's the way you got to look at marketing. It's the way to um, give your brand exposure, but you can also waste money on marketing as well. Well, I talk about Facebook ads a lot. People have tried them. Um, they haven't worked within like a week, and they give up on it. And this tra- like there's traditional ways of marketing and that's like billboards and newspapers and stuff like that but the best way to market now is probably in the more uh, modern way where where you spend money on platforms where people are looking at and that's usually on their phone so all of our marketing money goes onto facebook ads 
not influencer marketing we're lucky enough we've got a brand that people want to wear we can give that stuff away for free and they post for us but yeah a lot of it goes on to anything that's tailored towards your digital device which is your phone how do you how do you um how do you do that bro like how do you strategize like how you use your ambassadors and things like that do you is it just sort of um, off the cuff you just sort of oh see something like a or three or two like do you know what we haven't been that big on influencer marketing but if yeah, you look at something like high white or high smile Yep. The teeth whitening brand, they built their whole brand off. Um, De- I seen you wearing a Daniel Wellington watch. Mm. They were in struggle for a little bit, and they built their brand off influencer marketing. So I think next year we're going to strategize like heavily yep. into an influencer marketing program, where potentially we hit up maybe ten to twenty people a week and say, "Oh, can you do this for um, an exchange for posts?" But what we are going to do, and this is a bit of a strategy for you guys, we're going to target people under leave fifty thousand people, uh, fifty thousand followers. Target, what, sorry? target people that are under fifty thousand followers. Yeah, yeah. On Instagram, it's but more engagement. More not, engagement. Not so. um, they're called micro influencers as well so they're more inclined and one they're more probably more grateful that they are going to get free clothes you yeah, get yeah. someone up around 500k they want money they so they base yeah. it off how many views and stuff they got so um, if you think about it if you have two thousand dollars to spend on influencer marketing for the week or for the month or whatever your yearly budget is if you go to someone that's say over a hundred thousand they, they might get that full two thousand dollars you know what i mean where if you strip that back down you go oh let me give me 10 at 50 and we're going to give them like 200 each yeah, you're, yeah. you're spinning your basket a little bit wider so i think that's a good strategy um another strategy that we are going to use we are going to go say we'll find say 50 people between 10 and twenty thousand, um and then go 20 to 30 and then sort of measure it off and say where is our demographic what has got the highest highest roi for us and that's a strategy we're definitely going to be using but Facebook ads is our major one for us. Full on. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's head's going to be spinning. Um, a lot of that's to do with, and I, and I, you know, I listened to your podcast and, and I told you before that um, your podcast was literally how I got into listening to podcasts. And um, so, you know, I'll, I'll be What made you feel like you wanted to start one? Well, so I've been doing this clothing thing. Um been listening to your podcast and Gary V, you, you and Gary V, um, and obviously Artie, we talked about Artie, um, mm. that you three are, are like sort of what I base my thing off. I'm almost just relaying messages you guys are giving. Yeah, perfect. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same shit, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. So I listen to Gary V and regurgitate his information. Fuck, how good is he, bro? He's good, bro, yeah. He just sees it as it is right now, um, which is very important. Like, you go to, if you went to university right now, they'll be preaching like marketing from old school, like instagram and that wasn't really around and they haven't really changed their philosophy for that i'm only speculating on that but um i get people that come out of university that have got degrees in marketing saying they've learned more off me than they have thing and i'm just like i said i'm just regurgitating information from gary v but that's a question to ask what do you reckon about uh about people that are thinking about going to uni because so so i've done a bit of part-time uni in the last few years and i fucking hated it bro like I just didn't really enjoy being there. I didn't really um, enjoy, you know, like trying to remember things for exams and tests and things like that. I felt like I've learned a whole lot more about business by listening to podcasts and doing it myself. What do you reckon? Because, like, my parents, and I love them, and, you know, they always want what's best for me. Uh, They'll talk about, you know, they just want me to get a degree just to get the paper, you know? Is that for them or you, though? That's the thing. That's the question that Gary Vee always asks. And um, I've got a guy who's a very successful guy. He's got three kids, and they're all sort of around that sort of 17, 18, 19 age. And um, he goes, I want them to come have a talk to you so you can, like, push uni on them. And I was like, I won't push uni on them. I'll push uni? No. I haven't done a thing in uni because once I left high school, I went straight into a full-time system. So the way, um, obviously, there's a place for universities and I don't feel like everyone has to go to, but a lot of us come from blue-collar backgrounds and they've had to work jobs that they didn't really want to do. And the only way they saw their way to go out was to go through uni. So all they're trying to do, like you said, they've just got their best wishes for you, but it's not really the case anymore. And um, I've got people who come to me, like, what's your business degree? I go, I haven't stepped foot in a university. <laughs> and they, and they kind of look down on me a little bit. And then I'll go, well, fuck, where's your business? Yeah. So it's sort of, that, sort of that point where, and doing's always better than sort of reading about it. I think about it like this. Um, there's obviously going to be a place for university. If you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be an engineer, there's um, certain, certain jobs that you're going to have to do that sort of shit. But... I don't think you need one to start a business and that's just coming off personal experience and I've sort of benefited from that um, and you also waste four years mm-hmm. and I don't mean waste four years say university degree costs $80,000 how many businesses could you start up for $80,000 and learn from it and I talk to successful people all the time they say you can learn business in a week but you learn by doing if I ask you a question what's the five books you've read about rugby that made you a rugby player what would you say I haven't read a book about rugby but you learn how to play rugby by how? <sighs> by doing it and it's the same shit for business, but uh, we have, 
and my parents were the same like they put university up on a pedestal um, you need a degree but there's plenty of guys coming out up with degrees of um, shitload of debt and still not knowing what they wanted to do and realize they wasted four years of their life and they're 23 24 now and they think they have to have their shit together but they don't so uh, yeah that's my thoughts on uni like start a business you don't need it I'm gonna make sure I show my parents this one <laughs> but content fuck that's, that's how long you got oh. <laughs> bro that's like that's been one of my um like i understand the importance of it but i haven't been the fucking best at it like, yeah like i need to get out and like you know i've done a couple of photo shoots like lately i do it myself i'll put the camera over yeah, there i've done that as well yeah, yeah. I, that's how i started um like health and new posts like uh, so we try and aim six to eight times a day for YKTR. Uh, we've got YKTR Media that I've hired someone to start running. They're Saw about, yeah. they're about six to seven uh, posts a day as well. But you just got to put it this way. In 2011, someone had to look at your content. There had to be five touch points before someone considered buying. So back in the day, you could be driving down the highway, see a billboard, see it on TV. But now we've got the internet. We process information so much faster. So, so, so in 2010, so in 2020 you're going to have to have 20 touch points before someone even considers buying so before someone even jumps onto your website we talked about the sales funnel before where people only convert at one to three yeah. percent you're going to have to get them onto your website first and usually that takes about 20 touch points so what a touch point is, is if they see like a bit of content or if they see so what we do we provide we make um scale long form either video um, podcasts these podcasts are long form and we strip them right down so maybe we have a vlog, um, podcast that's an hour long from that I probably could get about maybe 10 one minute video clips of anything that's relevant or cool or something they said from that I can turn that down into photos into captions into quote cards and that's how we make content at scale yeah you, you make the most out of what you got like that's basically what you're saying like. it just makes it easier so you, me and you say me and you are doing this podcast right now and we talk for an hour but I'm recording it I might say fucking seven great things that could yeah, be relevant yeah, yeah. to your thing so what you do you cut that up or then so from that one minute there might be three different quote cards within mm-hmm. that and if say if you've got someone taking photos or something at the same time or you could pull up old pictures of me or me standing in front of a YKTR sign mm-hmm. and you just requote what I've said and just put it into a caption and then from that one hour conversation, instead of you floating around like in the mountain trying to take photos, you've had this conversation that's got something that's got either going to entertain or educate someone, and that's how they get value out of it. And once they see value in the person or in the brand, that's when they start to support it. Remember that, well, you talked about the entertain, educate, um, and the good looking thing. Yeah. I got, I got a bit of backlash for that as well so the first thing I said was like um, if you're not good looking you have to be one of these other two things and yeah. Johnny Tuivasa-Shek come straight through and hit me yeah, up yeah. and he got angry he goes oh you don't have to be good looking like look at me like um, I'm doing this but yeah you fall, you fall under entertainment because yeah, you're funny yeah, yeah. and the way I picture the way I always um, say this is like you look at a singer um, and he can sing say like someone old school like Barry White not the best looking guy but he's got the deep voice he can sing yeah. who's going to love him because yeah. he can either entertain or educate yeah. and all my business um, things when I explain them to my friends always relate back to girls um, so like if you're the funny guy bro if you're the funny guy at the party bro you're gonna get girls if you're the guy that can play the guitar and sing you're gonna get girls if you're the guy that tells jokes has the whole plane laughing you're gonna get girls and the same thing happens with business so if you can either entertain or educate you're gonna be relevant so if you look at the biggest people in the whoever gets paid the most in the world besides like bankers and people that are usually actors usually sports stars they come under entertainment and guys that um, can educate Gary V he has charges $100,000 a speech for like a 20 minute speech Tony Robbins worth millions and millions of dollars mm. and if you look at the smartest people in the world or the richest people like Warren Buffett they spend their whole time trying to educate or educate themselves more so so if you can fall into one of those two categories and you're not good looking I feel like that's the way to go and that's what we've sort of backed off so Corey and Chico they're kind of funny kind of easy to watch um, yes, you sort of go down both ways eh? like, try and cover both because mm. if you think about it bro imagine if you're good looking imagine if you can sing imagine if you can entertain, uh, entertain and educate <laughs> bro. you're going to be worth millions of dollars yeah, yeah. one people are just going to watch you because you're good looking mm. but two you can hold your attention and business goes back to attention who gets the most attention who's got the best content gets the attention whoever gets the attention gets them on the website you think of the sales funnel strips it all the way down and then your 3% becomes alright because you're getting 10,000 on your website instead of 100 I feel like you're talking about being good looking and, and that's that helps you like it's so fucking PC to, to think like that's not reality like, fuck it's reality like, yeah it is people like good looking people like, yeah. that's how it is and it's like a lot of it falls back onto things that you can't change race is one of them like mm. feel sorry for me because I'm a girl like what can you ch- you can't change it or you can but like do you know what I mean or we race can, no. like you can't change your race or you can't change where you were born or how you were brought up you can't change who your parents are so there's certain elements of life that you can't change 
and um, looks is one of them. And once you start to embrace them, like I've, I've seen plenty of ugly blokes get some really hot girls, you know what I mean? Because they can do one of those other two things. They're really good at talking or like they can entertain or educate. And that's, that's, the, that's the best way I can explain it. Mean, bro. So you're wearing a Fear of God shirt there. Yep. You, you, we just talked about this before. Where's your inspiration come from for, for YKTR? Um, so a lot of our inspiration comes, we do buying trips. So what a buying trip is, and this will blow you out, a lot of the biggest brands in the world do it. Oh, besides like, probably Fair God and these guys who are like the peak of it, peak, but yeah. a lot of the, a lot of like say brands, say like a Farmers or a Myers or something over there, what they do, they go to certain spots around the world and they pretty much like, they go look at the fashion and they put their own twist on it. So I do buying trips and the main spots I go to is um, LA, New York, I'm going there in January. I'll go over there. I'll go through Soho, which is a fucking cool place in New York. Yeah. Good fashion. Uh, really cool brands over there. Kiffa from there. Emilion Dior. Um, I sort of go through those and sort of run back on like stuff that will sell for us and then put our twist on it. Kiffa, you, you like Kith? Yeah, Kith. I, 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 like, I like the story of it. Um, so Kith is a brand is from... That how you, is that how you got onto it? Like it was the story, story. Not, not really the clothes? No, not because not, the clothes are basically... Our yeah. clothes aren't amazing. Like, yeah, and I yeah, say this all the time. I don't even like clothes. Yeah. I, lo- I love business. I love marketing. I love storytelling. But clothes is just the bottom part of our funnel that we sell from it. So mm. clothes aren't my passion, but the other sides of business are. And storytelling is important. So I, I, I watched him on um, YouTube and he sort of talked about how he got into it. And he um, started making, he started doing collabs with ASIC and doing um, Gel Light 3s, which is a shoe that I was into at the time. And I was like, oh, this is the guy that designed it. And then he, he designed like the drop crop wrench from, um, you know, Zane Rabe got him, all that sort of style. Yeah, um, same, I Love yeah. Ugly. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. sort of mirrored off him. So yeah. he started that and built out and he just sort of grew his business from there. And then once you go into his store in West, Al- West, West Hollywood, um, you'll see like you just see the full vision of it because he, he was into shoes started designing shoes and then off the back of that built his brand off the back of that so I, I like him he's a, he's a and like Jerry Lorenzo he's he's cool because I love the shape of his clothes and like his shoes like these shoes here um, like obviously they'll take off a van but fuck looks sick so he, he's big on shape where he was turning down Nike for collabs like he's turned down Nike because they wanted him to do a twist sort of like on Off-White how he's done the 10 yeah. put his twist on shoes that have already been done he goes nah I don't want that like I want to design my own shape so if you look at his shoes they're very uniquely his um, another brand Rude R-H-U-D-E look yeah, Rude so look him up Ruji uh, Villasenor he's from the Philippines yeah. um, look him up on YouTube and write Mr. Porter so Rude Mr. Porter watch him and then you'll kind of get a taste for his brand and how he started the way he started making um, t-shirts and he didn't get a sale for I think three to six months and then um, had a, like a bandana t-shirt it was a red one and then um, Kendrick Lamar um, wore it he gave it to him gifted it to him and he wore it on stage and he took his brand took off like that so so those guys are cool but a lot of our inspiration comes from Seoul up in um, Korea South Korea so their, their style is very similar to ours very basic um, but then we go back on we go back on analytics as well. So, like, black T-shirts sell well for us. White T-shirts don't. Navy T-shirts sells better than a grey. So, we build our um, strategies for our collections off the back of that. And this is something we've learned in the last probably couple of months, mm. to be honest. But we find, like, if you look at our brand, we're not a technical brand. We have YKTR in certain places, and that's fucking it. And people come into clothing brands and industries and go, oh, I'm going to change the game, but you're not. So, we try and change our thing through um, storytelling on how we get people into the funnel. It's like, um, the first thing I thought of there is like bending on the jockey, not the horse. Huh? That's it, that's it. And um, a lot of people talk about that, sort of successful people. But, and once once you come to, like, once you realise, say, stores like um, General Pants and Glue, they actually own all the brands in there. So once you go in there, you feel like you're getting all these different brands, but you're, you're not. They're called vertical brands because they get the full margin on it. That's yeah, what a vertical yeah. brand's called. So wow. once I realised that, I was just like, oh shit like instead of buying off corporations or massive like Zara was the guy who started Zara was the richest guy in the world for a bit because he built his business model off being able to transfer New York fashion or Paris fashion week into their store in two three weeks and you get the cheaper version of it but it's the same cut and that's how he built his business so but like I still like their stuff like I love Zara I love Uniqlo it's cheap like you know what I mean and people don't understand how much it costs to make clothes but when you're at that um, it's called economies of scale once you're at that sort of bigger level the more you can make the less it costs and that's why we have sometimes we have to charge more than Nike for a t-shirt because they're making Making them full yeah they're making them maximum amounts all across the world so what do they do they own factories yeah so they build factories in Sri Lanka I think they changed it around they were in India 
India for a bit um, but then the Indians started to like bump the prices up um, so they just go somewhere else build a new factory at the moment they're in Sri Lanka so and you're in China we're in China we're in Guangzhou South China um, yeah good for us like we've been really good but we're at the sort of point now where we'll split our distribution of um, some of the stuff we made we've got a new supplier who's going to start making all our uh, linen and because he can oh, make yeah. just purely because yeah, yeah. he can make it cheaper mm. and all our dress shirts and our party shirts that seem to be a sort of a thing in Australia um, same we'll, as here yeah same as here they're just mm. getting bigger and bigger so we're going to do our own custom designs next year we started planning that now so uh, hope for those to be ready about September October unreal yeah 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 um, so we're talking about being on the truck and not the horse sort of shit you, you brand yourself a lot and I, or I don't know personally but you know not a whole lot of people really brand themselves you're you're big on that like you sort of i wasn't big on it it was more so like um when i first started making vlogs and content i i, I wanted that's to be yeah that's how it came about because i wanted to be behind the scenes with chico and normie so yeah, like yeah. I, like i thought like i just love making videos and vlogs and i understood business and i understood marketing so i was like i'll build this brand around you and i'll sit behind the um but sit behind the curtain but then it got to the point where like um i wasn't always i wasn't living with them at the time i kind of had no money so i couldn't just go like petrol and like that's how poor i was at the time so i just started filming my myself just doing stuff around the house and not not cleaning and shit but like um our business started from the house you know what i mean and me packing orders and me talking about what business stuff and i unintentionally branded myself but i realized that i was a good across multiple places where i could talk in front of a camera like i was like okay i I can tell a joke like like do you know what i mean so i had these sort of things working for me and i just sort of ran off the back of it and that's why i sort of transitioned into podcasts because like a lot of people were going oh like when people met me and had a conversation with me they're like fuck i wish this was recorded and that's the, sort of the main reason I started a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could have be having this conversation with no mics, and I'll be talking exactly the same, having a beer. Fuck, if you, we just had a yarn for how long? And, yeah. And I was like, shit, I better start these mics before I want to get all this shit on here so and these it, people can listen. It got to the point where, like, to be honest, like, if you didn't have a podcast and you go, hey, bro, do you want to come over for a beer? I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't exactly. say no way. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, But now it's, it's not hard to get people to talk about themselves. Yeah. And it's like, there's a saying, if you get someone talking about themselves, they'll listen for hours. So that, that, was, um, that was another point for it because I wanted to to get in front of people because people hit me up go oh bro can I have a coffee with you so I can pick your brain but I'm just going to say no because like $3.50 for a coffee that's probably going to take 2-3 hours it's probably not worth my time mm-hmm. as arrogant as that sounds but you get comfortable saying no to people and I understood this because I was trying to hit up people as well I'll go bro can you can I come like I'll buy your lunch I'll buy your dinner I'll pay for you to sit in front of you and they'll just go no because I don't have time so once you got a podcast and go hey bro do you want to come over and talk about yourself and your journey I feel like people get a kick out of that it's pretty easy you asked me you asked me before like what what my podcast's about before you know I told you to come in like have a yarn on my podcast um yeah but the first thing you asked me was why a podcast up you mm. know well, what's your podcast about I just told you you know like um straight up like, it's just document my journey um it's to get people in front of me um so do you know what that people is? that can have good conversations do with. you know what do you know what that is that's just a touch point because you're pretty much saying the exact stuff that i would say yeah. and um, that makes me resonate with you yeah i had a conversation with a guy named mark boris who's who sold him uh, a business for like 500 million is, in 2004 did you interview that fellow no nah, he interviewed me oh okay yeah um so i, I was oh, on I've his, seen it, yeah. I, I was on his and like before i went in I, I was going fuck where's my touch points with him so he grew up in a rough town called punch bowl i grew up in took it all yeah so i was like fuck that's my touch point there yeah. he's a he's one of, he's on the board for the roosters yeah. he loves football and i come from football and two guys i grew up with Joseph Manu and Zane Tedavani were playing for the Roosters. So as soon as I knew you in, and when you get someone successful like that, you have to get their attention straight away. Because he does a podcast every week with people that are a lot more successful than me. And within the first fucking four minutes, I'd said all the things that, that relate to him. I was talking about storytelling. I was like, you're Greek, right? You know Greek mythology. And I was like, we've got those in New Zealand where Māori tell stories and that transcend stories over time. That's how I related back to my marketing. And a lot of it was true, but like some of it was fabricated. Like, I didn't think about Greek mythology when I was doing, like, marketing, but I knew that was my touch point. What was your last line in that, in that interview? Do you, oh, would you jump on my podcast? Was that it? Just before, what did you say to him? And it was bullshit, eh? Yeah, I made up a story. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was too impressed by it, but I go, oh, I was sitting in the cafe yesterday, and I heard these two kids talking. I go, if you had one wish, what would it be? And the, and the kid goes, more wishes. And I go, I'd love that, because he gives you the chance to ask one question. And I go, I'd love to ask, ask you one question, but I'd love to ask you a hundred more. Would you be on my podcast? And he goes, yeah, you're giving me your time. And I was like, fuck, I made that up. <laughs> but some of the best some of the best conversations I had afterwards was after the podcast when the mics were off. And he sort of challenged me a little bit. Yeah. Like, he goes, is that all you want to do is run a clothing company? And at the time, I thought I was going okay. Um, and I go, yeah. Oh, for now, yeah. And um, like... And then he just go, oh yeah, like I guess I feel like you could do better. 
and there's nothing against people that are running clothing companies like that he just goes I see a lot more in you mm. and just walked off and started talking to someone else and fuck that sort of sat with me every day because there's only so much impact that you can make with um, clothing companies so we've had over 80 people start clothing companies because of us and credited us for it and there'll be plenty more they'll never credit us for it but um, but that was that was sort of the big part for it, for us and then that's sort of the, how I leaked into the YKTR media I saw a, saw a gap in the market because I saw like there's too much tall poppy syndrome in uh, Australia and New Zealand and like there's a massive gap between fan and players so um, I feel like the media war that was there was providing false information on a lot of my friends and sort of just wanted to do something about it is that, is that another reason why you get them on the podcast? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the main reason I get on because that's why I'm doing it too, and I got, sort of got that off you. Like yeah, giving boys sort of a, a safe environment to be able to you know like sort of tell their stories and and like also what I got off you, like you can just say to them at the start, look, bro, like fuck, if you say something you don't like, mm. just just be open to talk, and, and if you say something you don't like, just yeah, cut yeah. it at the end. Yeah, fuck, it's all good. So that's the, that's sort of the best part, and the best thing about it, sort of lately, is a lot of um, news reports has been coming off my podcast as well. So Quay Cooper was on, and um, he got a mat hit. A lot of people hated the news. Yeah, yeah, he was on. It was on the news. It's got like referencing like like New Zealand like stuff New Zealand. Uh, it was on the like on the actual news. People were talking about it. So that was that was sort of like the moment of it. Where what part were they talking about? Um, when you talk about name Richie McCaw on the head and how we done it on purpose, <sighs> like just stuff like that. So he was vilified in Leaches. New Zealand because he was doing it, and so he should be. But he sort of talked about how he reacted off the back of it. He sort of denied it. Mm. Um, he said he wish he would just fronted it. It's just one of them things that happen on the field. It's not mm. anyone else's business. And yeah, it was pretty cool. So that was sort of like the moment of it that sort of come like yeah, we're doing the right thing here. I reckon I low-key know this answer, but I'm going to ask, ask it anyway. In terms of business, who's the most influ- influential person you yeah, know? Yeah, Gary Vee, bro. Come on. Uh, just, um, like, I read a lot of business books, um, a lot of, like, how to sell and how to market and all this sort of shit like that. But there's, not, there's no one that sort of changed my life as much as Gary Vee, and quickly too. So I think the average business takes, like, over seven years to make a million dollars in Australia. I think, like, I think... I think it's like seventy percent of them are out in two years. Um, I think like from like from that like ninety percent like just these stupid stats growing and like we were able to turn over like seven figures after like a couple of years. So like, in terms of like growth, we're growing really really quickly and I couldn't credit and all that sort of credited back to him. So you've been listening to him from the start. Nah, from probably a week before we started vlogging, which is probably about two and a half years ago. Where's that in terms of your business? Like, business? We're three years old now. Oh yeah, so, so you're you, going for a bit before. Yeah, yeah. So like h- half a year before, mm. and we we're sort of at our second or third collection. Like our numbers were okay because we had a little bit of leverage, but we we're sort of banking on influencer marketing mm. through us or through Corey or through Chico, where they had more followers than I did, and didn't really realize any of the other stuff as well. So it sort of just grew from there. Everybody has a story. Um, you talk about storytelling a lot, and I've been trying to talk to um, my listeners about storytelling a lot um, and how important it is, and. Um, everyone has a story and a part of your story obviously is footy yep you played footy for a decent amount of time it's a big big part part of of your life yeah it's a big part of my leverage too and a lot of the like we're a sportsman nation as well but oh sorry do you want no 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 is that the question Um, but yeah so like um, like I wasn't always into footy and I know a lot of like but I used to see some of the names that inbox me going bro like I don't want to play football anymore like some of the biggest names in rugby league and I was like fuck that's crazy bro like and um and like I feel like I'm just a voice for those players that aren't necessarily the big superstars or they get the massive money even the ones that are on big money bro they come to me and say the same stuff and that like, bro I agree 100, 100% with, your, with what you're saying so um, what, what footy did was give me lever- like a little bit of leverage at the start because the, the way I learned to um, storytell is like um, through Chico and Corey and their massive, their massive footy heads. Um, but the way what taught me is that I was able to explain it in a circumstance that they could understand. So I'll take business complex, um, business concepts that had um, complex like vocabulary attached to it and break it down to something that they can understand. And I, I feel like that's where I'm relatable. So a lot of my biggest lessons have come from rugby league. Um, I don't deny that, but I don't think that's the sole purpose on where I am to where I am today. I know it, and I know I've listened to your podcast and shit, bro. And you talk a lot about, um, or you actually don't talk a lot about it, but the mental challenges you faced in your footy, you you have talked about it, uh, but bro, like, how'd you get through it? Like, there are people out there, you know, and and I've had a few inboxes myself, um, and you know, like, we've just started, and you know, I, I haven't got to a lot of people yet, but like, just to have like the three, four, five people that have inboxed me and go like, you know, I was in a shit place, and 
and like you know listening to you say it like it's given me a bit of hope like you know like that's the best feeling bro there's, there's nothing else you can do that's better I put than a couple that. of them on my gram yeah uh, i posted them and i was like fuck like and i just said like my why like this is this is why i do this sort of shit like this yeah. is why and and certain people talking about um you know like yourself and gary v like talking about being kind and like um the fact that you're alive is is the biggest gift of all like mm. you know like what are the chances that you could be you mm. He talks about that a lot, eh, doesn't he? He said, if your parents had sex a day later, you're not around. He's so like, yeah. so grateful to just been alive. <laughs> <laughs> we sound like we're fucking high or something like when we talk about it, but like, really, it's true. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I read a quote, I think it was today, I was on Instagram, and it said, it said like, a, a society that's built off self-doubt, that monetizes off self-doubt, like being happy is like rebellious. Mm. And that's so true. Like, if you look at magazines, like, everyone looks perfect, and it builds off self-doubt. So once people are bigger like you know what I mean they start paying for stuff they start paying for exercise or nutrition or whatever the next fad diet is or at the moment it's like vegan like do you know what I mean yeah. and people monetize off it and yeah. pharmaceuticals monetize off it that's a billion dollar industry like you're gonna know, if they're smart enough to cure cancer surely there's something out there you know what I mean but, Bro, I but yeah 100% yeah. I get conspiracy theory on there but that's a billion <laughs> and billion dollar industry like people pay money because you feel depressed what do you want to do you want to take pills yeah. I, I was the same I was in England I was I felt I thought I was depressed too yeah. but I was smacking Valium every single day and I was mm. getting sent home from training because I was living on the other side of the world on my own just broke up with my girlfriend and like it felt like it just I don't know what you feel like it feels like the world's against you and nothing's going right but right now, like you talked about those messages you've got, like I get those like daily as well. So that's what that's what keeps me going. And our motto, our our motto for our company is inspire change through clothing. Like that's our motto. And that's why like I'm so happy and open to talk about uh, how we do stuff and how we do business. And like people will charge for this information. And I do. Like if people want to come and have a meeting with me, I'll charge. But I give that 99% of our stuff away for free. Jab, 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 right hook. That's it, bro. <laughs> More jabs than right hooks. <laughs> Bro, like that, that, that hit me a lot. When you first said that, yeah, I, I heard it from you, not Gary V. Yeah, and it's obviously Gary V's thing. I don't know. In a way, it's like reverse psychology, like reverse it's, psychology. Bro, do you know what business. it is, bro? It's guilt tripping. It's guilt. Like, yeah, you, you give someone enough like free information, free yeah. valuable information, like um, or entertainment, bro. They're just gonna support you. Cause once they go into a store and they see other brands, they're like, fuck. And they don't see YKTR lined up in that way. Those four little letters lined up in that way. They're like, I don't feel the same about this brand anymore. Yeah. But they've seen me grind from my ass and be almost broke to get to this point where I'm at now. Yep. We're moving to two offices. We've got podcasts. Like, I pump out content every single day that, that are for people, that help people. And when it comes time to sell, but I just ask. I say, hey, we're dropping a collection tonight. But if you love the content, jump online and support. See, what you don't want to be, you don't be like that guy in the mall. We go down the bay fair and there's a guy trying to cut you off, trying to tell you paintballing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you go, hey, 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 hey. You don't want to be that guy. And yeah. I see a lot of people's content like that. Yeah. They're just trying to sell. So another strategy that we use, we use um, two lifestyle to one product on Instagram. That's how you can pump out fucking six posts a day. So you do a photo shoot. you got two photos that look pretty similar. You put two posts around it. So one might be of Drake and then have Drake lyrics underneath. One might be like, what do we post? We I'll post like Alf, like, like just random shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes your page look a lot better because you're not so you're not like a catalog. A lot of people's Instagrams are catalogs where they're just trying to sell your product, and people just see through it now. And there's so many clothing brands starting now. Like I said, we've had 80 people start because of us, and like, bro, you just saturate the market and how you differentiate it through your content. Hundred percent, bro. Touch point, bro. Law of 33 percent. Um, important. Run us through it. Law 33% is how you should divide your time, how you spend your time. So a lot of what a lot of people do is they use the same group of friends for advice about girls, advice about real estate, advice about um, drinking, yeah, do you know what I mean? Good so advice case. about business. Yeah. A lot of people go to their uncle, ask him about real estate, but he doesn't even own a house, <laughs> but he's still renting out the back of Nance. Yeah. So, so that's what a lot of people don't realize. They use the same group of friends to get all their advice and they're usually not the right people. So the law of 33% basically, and this is a thing from Ty Lopez, this is not my ideas as well, like before, um, you have, you spend a 30 of the time with people that are smarter than you. If you don't know anyone that's smarter than you, read books and podcasts, a third of your time with people on the same level as you, and a third of your time helping people. So if you're an older brother and you've got a little brother, hang out for him, and that's what makes you feel good. Or that, that bottom staff makes you feel good. That top staff, hang, listen to podcasts every single day, listen, reading a book every single day, reading 10 pages every single day, finding the mentor that knows what the fuck he's talking about, that gets you motivated. That gets you inspired to do all this other shit. And then hang around with the people that are on the same level as you, that's just happiness, you know what I mean? My two best friends are Chico and Corey, and I don't ask them for any business advice, I don't ask them, I don't need anything from them, I, I don't need money from them. All just I want chill, to have, just chill bro, mm. talk shit, mm. have a laugh, have a beer, 
fucking like remember single chase girls like that, that's what they're for, they're for but then yeah. I start asking them about business advice and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about but they're still giving advice you know what I mean so that's a great way to differentiate and there's another reason I started a podcast because I feel like I could help a lot of people um, just with my delivery of speech and how I deliver um, just coming like I'm relatable so like I'm an islander I come from Tokoroa I come from a small town my my mum works at a primary school she's secretary my dad works in the mill bro. like I'm blue collar as blue collar comes so when you hear these when you hear Gary Vee talk and he goes I want to own the New York Jets like a lot of people don't know who the New York Jets are mm. and when they see me I'm like oh fuck I come from Tokyo and I just want to do this I just didn't want to live the life that my dad like lived and I'm grateful for everything my parents have done for me but that just wasn't for me staying in Tokyo wasn't for me I knew from when I was five I'm getting out of there and I saw league as my way out so um, I feel like I'm really relatable in that sort of sense I sort of differentiate you from from the rest bros you're sort of it's real easy to relate to you mm. just what you talked about there like you fucking you're from a small city in New Zealand like you're just a fucking I'm an hour, Kiwi boy yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an hour <laughs> from you bro, bro. Yeah. You know, I spent a lot of time over at the mountain so you could talk about mountain things and I could say like yeah I know that but, like, I know Astrolab fuck I've been there heaps so. Fair, like I asked you I was like um, oh you asked me like whereabouts I'm based Mm. I was like, oh no, nah, just down the mount, bro, just by by the new world. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know where to yeah, go. Everyone knows where the new world is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's big enough. One new world. <laughs> but like, and I find that that's a great way to like we talked about that Mark Boris thing before. Like, even if like I don't know who you are, like I've seen enough of your Instagram just to get a gauge off you. You know what mm. I mean? Like I've seen you play rugby, I've seen you Hurricane. So like I'll bring up Artie because that's my touch point with you. So um, that's that's one thing I've learned. But like, depends who I'm talking to as well. So when I'm replying to people, if someone says bro to me, I'll say bro back. I'm not like a formal guy. I'm not, even though we're like a business, I won't reply back in a formal way. I was like, hey bro, like I wear in a size size large. So um, just just really trying to humanize our business. That's that's sort of the main thing we're trying to get across. Did you see that, um, you see that post that Artie did? Fuck, I can't remember what it was. It was the the week I did the Rugby Bricks podcast. I asked him about it. I was going to ask you about it. His um his Twitter screenshots of um about yeah. rugby being a business and shit like that. Yep. What do you reckon? I agree. Yeah. So what 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 people don't realise is so like when when a player leaves for a contract halfway through, people are like, Fuck he's selfish, he's chasing money. <laughs> but if that player's not playing good and the club releases him, they'll go, Oh that that's like um it's just in the um, benefit of his club. So and it's getting worse like and he 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 gets it like he's a he's a smart dude bro and like he listens as well so he un- he understands it and a lot of people don't where we we fall in love with teams like i grew up i was a newcastle fan but new warriors so i got to play for the warriors and i went for the 20 system and debuted outside stacy jones i'm like fuck i just want to stay here forever mm. and then once they once they move you on you're like oh this this is what this is what it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and that's what a lot of people don't understand. And that's what I'm trying to break down the walls. And what you're, what you're trying to break down the walls with is it is a business, but people only do headline reading. Say so say Artie Salvia wants to leave, he goes, oh yeah, I, I want to leave. Like people go, oh he's money hungry, he's chasing fame, he's chasing whatever the fuck he's chasing. So that's the walls I'm trying to break down. But like, bro, footy clubs don't give a fuck about you after you finish. Mm. The game don't give a fuck about you got you got a year and a half to do something after you're finishing like no one cares about you i don't care who you are and the thing is bro the, the thing i like because we come from new zealand and australia a lot of us come from blue collar families so they mm. see these people as like earning a lot of money but they see them as ungrateful at the same time so they're like oh they compare it to themselves yeah, which you shouldn't yeah, do because yeah. contrast buyers is a bad thing so they'll go like oh like i'm only i'm only only seventy thousand dollars and i have to work 12 hours and he gets to play <laughs> footy and he's getting paid 500 so yeah. that's where people get confused where they shouldn't be comparing them, they should be comparing these guys to American sports stars, mm. where these guys are sitting out on contracts because they're not getting paid enough, and the media and the fans are deploring them because they, because Zeke Elliott, he goes, I'm not coming to training until you pay me more because uh, the lifespan of a running back is only fucking eight years. They fucking know how to do it, eh, the they, Americans? They bro. know how to do it, and the media gets behind them, and it just makes sense because what you got to realize is like people go like, oh, I'm digging holes. Um, like nothing against digging holes this is the first example that comes to my head and then what you got to realise is like no one's or whatever job is if you're a teacher no one's coming to watch you teach mm. like if you're an all back you've got the whole country watching and what that does is it's called attention so you've got 3 million people potentially watching this game what mm. that does is put advertising in front of 3 million people we talked about marketing and advertising before and they should get a cut of that because they're the draw card you talk about content sport is content mm. it's entertainment people want to watch it because they feel a part of it like the All Blacks losing would have been like like catastrophic over here 100%. but that's just content you know what I mean yeah. like 
and then people and what people don't realize is like they've got their free content there that they get to watch and all these advertisers are throwing money and all these ads that you're looking at people paying big bucks to get in front of these you look at the super bowl cost six million dollars for a 30 second ad because they know the whole world's watching and why how much it costs yeah 30 million no six 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 million for a 30 second ad so you, and you got a fire on that ad straight away. <laughs> you fucking hope you fire. So you, if you think about it, we're like we're watching all these. Like, there's eighty thousand of us in the grandstand watching these guys. Why shouldn't they get paid more than eighty thousand dollars? They fucking should. Yeah. And they've they've probably spent their whole weekends training while everyone else getting on the piss. Like it's not it's not easy to be a rugby player. Mm. It's not easy to be an All Black. It's not easy to play NRL. So mm. they should be fucking paid more. And that's that's where the contrast is. And I don't think people understand that. Footy, fuck. NRL young guns, but what do you reckon? Who, who Who's coming, coming through? through? Um, I don't like. Oh, I kind of only look at the. Uh, there's a guy named um, Sam Walker. Sam Walker. Sam, I think that's his name. He's you know Chris. Oh, Chris Walker. His, his uncles used to play in the NRL and they're quick. So he's coming through at the moment. He's just signed with the Roosters. He's a halfback. Okay. Um, got a bit of a Kalen vibe to him, like a sort of a goosey to a stepper, goosey, yeah. but like speed, but plays in the halves. I think. Yeah. I think he's going to be the next guy. Um, just from watching like schoolboy football, mm. haven't watched much of him or like a highlight watcher, but it just looks like he's got it. You see the game a lot clearer than the other guys. Uh, ones that are in the NRL right now. Dill. Dill Brown. You look like him every day. Like. Look like him. You again? <laughs> nah. No, he's, he's from back here. He's yeah, up north. I think of mannerisms because he's pretty like, he's very chilled yeah, as well, yeah, very yeah. Kiwi. Yeah. Um, he's into all his, all his artsy shit. He's a, yeah. he's a good player. Yeah. Um, just got a massive pay rise too, so good on him. Not bad, eh? Um, yeah, but good to see how he goes. Like, there's a thing in NRL called like second year syndrome. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So see how he goes from now. Um, be a lot more pressure on him because people expect him to play well when you're a rookie you sort of just run off the back of it you fuck know? he's only going to be 19 yeah and like yeah. do you know what bro? he's been paid a good wicket as well so yeah. that, that comes into account as well yeah, like once yeah. you get paid bro you're like fuck you start to chill a bit so that'll be a good lesson for him see see, see how he goes uh, I haven't watched I haven't watched too many kids come through here I do like that um Tavita Harris is that is the is he the half or yep. Chanel. yeah Chanel he's yep. got like he looks alright bro yeah, yeah, yeah. tough tough for like mm. 18 year old putting on shots yeah um but yeah, I can't see the Warriors doing too much, eh, to be honest. Fuck, what's going on? I don't know, bro. Your team. <laughs> <laughs> you played for them. <laughs> Fuck. If you could start again. Start what scratch, again? From business point of view, Waikatea. If you could start from, from the start, would you change anything? Nah, probably not, because you kind of learn the lessons that you do by fucking up a little bit. Yeah. One of the biggest lessons we learned, it was about paying tax. Um, see, I just still don't even, I'm not even a registered business in New Zealand yet. Yeah. Um, I haven't reached a threshold, so. But you'll you'll be cast as a sole trader. So whatever you earn on, like, say you play rugby and you earn this amount, whatever yeah. you earn on top of that, you have to pay tax on that. Like it's not illegal, mm-hmm. but you just have to pay your own taxes. Cause, um, but like say say you're like um, say you earn fifty thousand dollars and your business makes like twenty thousand dollars. So from the government's eyes, you earn seventy thousand dollars. So you have to pay tax on that. Yeah, but because yeah. the money's all coming to you and not your employee, and your rugby employee is not paying your super and your tax and stuff, you have to pay yourself. So it's it's not like it's not like a bad thing. Yeah. But you kind of want to separate it after a while once you get to a certain point. Yeah. But YKTR, we're we're like eight businesses. Nice. Oh no, we're four. We're five businesses. Five, five businesses. But we just we look like a clothing brand. But within that, there's um there's five different businesses. So YKTR, YKTR IP. So our YKTR that's been trademarked. That's where all the money. That's where all the money is. Yeah. Um, underneath that is the Shopify store or mm. our retail stores. It's uh, a different uh, business. Different business. So we set them out different, and then one's a logistics, so import export. One pays all the wages and stuff like that, and then the other one's our YKTR Media, and then on top of that is all our trusts. So what happens is, if someone sued us, and we were one company, the whole thing falls down. So I own, say I own fifty percent of the company. If that whole, if YKTR owes someone five hundred k, they're going to come after my personal assets. So we've Fuck. we've set it up so I'm a trust at the top, and then we're just sort of leasing it out from the bottom. Um, and then, like, say someone sues us for copyright or sues the store for copyright, we just shut that store down and start it up because, in theory, our Shopify store is only licensing the IP mm. off these guys. So, so we're up here, we license the IP off these guys, which is us. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we make the clothes down here for our um, thing and then sell it to this store. So, if something happens with one of these stores or we get a boat that comes over and it sinks or what, like all our stuff's gone, we just shut down the business and start a new one, which is like 1200 bucks. So, instead of, Fuck. instead of fucking up your whole structure or, or your personal life, yeah. we just go boom, start again. Where'd you learn that? Uh, an accountant. I got a gun accountant. So, he taught you all of that? Yeah. That's the he, guy that sponsored their podcast? Yeah, he sponsors my podcast, but he also runs a kid's book with AB to Jay Z. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so yeah. that's um, it's like a seven-figure business. Yeah, so yeah, he runs it on the side. So he's very smart e-commerce, but he's jumping on my podcast soon, and we're going to sort of explain all these sort of topics later. Because he, he's, bro, he's good, bro, smart. And that's an important part of businesses, money and accounting, because, bro, if you don't know that, fuck, government comes after you. When do you reckon that that's the sort of, when do you reckon the time it comes where you sort of... Oh, if you can afford it, like, straight away, but, like, to register a business is... Yeah, no, I think to go into a proper, like, yeah, it is a little bit, like, 1200 when you just starting out it's a lot of money you know what I mean but to do that structure we've done is like 15k like 15 to 20k so but the texture cash flow's coming in then eh yeah going alright bro um I chucked a little Q&A up bro yeah sweet got a, got a few questions best form of content someone here asked what's the favourite team you've played for <laughs> I've played for a few um I enjoyed my time the most at Penrith Probably because I was playing a lot more football, got to play for the Kiwis off the back of that as well. But I don't worry. Like Warriors is pretty. Caps you get? No, nah, just one, just yeah. one. Um, but I made it from reserve grade, and then I snapped, went played a test match, and then the weekend after I snapped my Achilles, so it was a bit of a crazy ride. Um, I'll, I'll probably say Penrith, but like what Warriors, like Twenties Warriors, was like probably the funnest year I've ever had. Mm. And obviously, get to debut outside Stacey Jones was kind of like be like debuting outside Sean Johnson Fuck, for a kid that's now. Gato, Stacey Jones. Yeah, but like that'll be like debuting outside Sean Johnson now. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sort yeah. of that same sort of vibe, but just a generation gap. Just with Uncle in there, like I still Stacey was like, "Fuck." Yeah, he was king, bro. He oh, was king. Stacey Jones, rugby league, PlayStation, <laughs> no. PS One, bro, <laughs> PS Two. Sure. Um, play rugby away? Are we too young? Nah, yeah, yeah play that's rugby away. That was the game. The old mate, um, Bibbs. Old man's on place for Japan in that game. Oh bullshit! Yeah, 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 yeah place for Japan. <laughs> um, favorite memory of your career, bro? Uh probably debut. Like, like we said, um, like the Kiwi stuff was cool, but I, I don't really remember it, eh? Yeah. Like it was kind of just all sort of a blur. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely debut. Because you sort of spend your whole life trying to get towards that debut, and it feels like all of us come over one game. Oh, we played the Roosters, set up a mad try too, like through this one boy over the top of everyone. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, yeah, debut, bro. Let's see. Oh no, actually, actually, bro, this is it. Um, so when I was at the Warriors, I got fucked off from the Warriors when um, Ivan Clary left and a new coach come in. And he goes, "I don't want you." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, sweet." So I went to England for a year, hated it, come back, and Ivan's were at Penrith. And my first game back in NRL, we played Melbourne Storm, and we were playing eleven bucks and we beat them. And then um, the second game was against the Warriors, and uh, we played them. I scored a hat trick and we beat them by like sixty-four points. So that, that was probably my favorite moment. Fuck. Yeah. What year was that? 13 look it up people look it up <laughs> beat him like 64-10 bro fuck that would have been yeah yeah <laughs> um it's sort of that cool moment where like a club like fucks you off and you come back and sort of like give it to him so yeah it's a sort of a personal sort of yeah oh not really like, I wasn't angry or anything but it's just just things worked out that way yeah and it looked like that but like I said that was one of them games you don't really remember shit like things just go your way and yeah yeah um, I haven't watched a game back where someone's showing me highlights and like the ball like I was doing like shit kicks and they were just bouncing back into my hands it was just one of them games where you couldn't, couldn't I could never do it again <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple of questions here they're pretty similar so I'm going to put them together one's what's your goal with YKTR and one's where do you see yourself in five years so we'll go. We'll just go what's what? your goal for YKTR in the next five year period um, bro people ask me this question all the time and I don't really have it like um, I've, got, I've got a monetary goal that I have for white KTR of what I want it to be valued at, and that's pretty high. I feel like you got to have that sort of North Star. Same way Gary V has, um, by the, the New, yeah, by the Jets. You yeah. know what I mean? So I've got that. But in terms of five years, they're healthy and happy. Yeah. Um, like this past few years, I haven't really trained or done anything for my health. Like I get on the piss and shit all the time. I eat out all the time, and um, I want to do bigger things with business. And that everything starts with health. So that's that's sort of my main goals for the next year. Uh, I kind of want to have Australia's best podcast. That's my next goal. Until you were up there eh, at the start. Yeah, I've, I've like you I think I got to number three um, yeah. podcast in the world in, in Australia. Sorry, so yeah. that was pretty cool. But it's just a matter of like it changes like every like I think fifteen or thirty minutes. So yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you got you got <laughs> yeah. to be pumping out content, yeah. and I just want to help a fuckload of people. And the the way I do that is by building YKTR because I can point back in it and go fuck look at me I've done this mm-hmm. and not not to be arrogant or anything it's just people won't listen like if I hadn't started YKTR YKTR wasn't a success you don't inbox me and go hey bro do you want to come for a podcast kind of got to have that north star to go to where like 
Because I was saying before, like if I don't build, if I don't have something to point back to, there's a saying like never trust a skinny chef, or like, <laughs> or like if like, if like a big PT comes up to you and tells you how to lose weight, like you're probably not going to listen. You know what I mean? Or 100%. if you're a guy and guys trying to trying to teach you how to give birth, like you're not going to listen. So mm. there's different there's different kinds of leverage, and for me, it's building YKT up to bigger to be. I want to be Australia's biggest brand as well, so that's that's probably our next one as well for that. And with the YKTR media, I just want to break down the wall, the media wall that's there at the moment, and not just have so much uh, anguish between um, players and fans and fa- fans fans thinking that players are arrogant or all this sort of stuff, and players not thinking fans are fucking all fuckwits. So I want to break down that wall as well. That's got a few goals, bro. <laughs> you talked about arrogance there, but. Um I've been listening to Artie's stuff a bit as well. But Artie's, Artie's different, bro. Like, there's not many current All Blacks that are going to go for a walk with random people, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And like, when I was coming through, and I talk about this a lot, like, um, people come out to me for photos a lot more than I ever played football. Like, mm. I'll come through an airport and might have two or three photos, which is like, and I'm grateful for that now. Mm. But when I was in football, like, all the older boys going, nah, fuck, this is torture, hanging around fans and all. Like, there's people that have come out there, like, come out their way to hang out for you and take a photo for you. And I used to be like, not arrogant, but I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, come because that's what the older boys are telling me. Like, oh, this is torture. Where, like, I listen to games. Gotta listen to the older boys, though. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's what it's <laughs> like, bro. And then, like, you got someone like Artie, like, doing something completely different. Like, I don't, I don't reckon there'd be too many NRL players that are willing to do the same. Mm. And, like, do it, do it just for the sake of doing it. Not doing it for clout. Not doing it for likes. Not doing it for fucking leverage or a media story. You know what I mean? There's not, there's not too many dudes like that. Oh, no, there is, like, doing, like, charity work and stuff like that. But that's a little bit different, bro. And I think he's ahead of the curve with that. I reckon, yeah, and, and if you look at it a different aspect, um, like with arrogance, and he talks about, um, in one of his podcasts, he talks about um, tri-celebrations, like what people think of tri-celebrations. And it gave me a whole different perspective on it where, like, he he talks about, like, we have the stigma in New Zealand, obviously, where, like, we sort of want to bring ourselves down, like, be humble, bro, like, you know, the fucking yeah, human mentality, bro. Yeah, Adesanya like, talk about it. Yeah, on yeah. Um, Joe Rogan's, mm, bro, mm. so, like... You know, like be humble. Like, don't talk about if you talk about yourself, you're a cock. You can't. Like, you know what I mean. Mm. And he says, like, you know, like, I've worked my whole life to get to the stage. Mm. And um, and he did it with du- Duplessis and Duplessis could have And he and he said, like, as an example, Dupe said, like, you know, I scored a try on debut um, against the Brumbies, and you know, I, I scored, I threw the ball at the ground. You know, he said they celebrated. He's like. You know, I've worked my whole life to get to this stage. Mm. I'm on the big stage, and I just scored a try. We all play rugby to score tries. Hundred. Fuck. Get we grew up paper, like, bro. Yeah, hundred. Bro, mum, you going to the game? Dad's like, bro, I'll give you five bucks every, every try you get. <laughs> Is like, that what bro, you're getting, bro? That's bro, right. Hey, you, know, you want to score tries? Like, yeah. Fuck, it's just footy, like. Mm. Since we're young, it's to score a try on that sort of stage. But like, you have a you have a chance to be proud of yourself, like, and and it's not about like like celebrating. That after you scored the try then celebrating the, the rest of the game that you scored the try then that night you celebrate that you scored the try then the mm. next day you walk into training like yo I Walking scored the try yesterday like it's not it's not it's nothing to do with that it's like the you know like you get that minute after the try where you're like fuck like that was me you know? yeah. I expressed myself man like I'm fucking you should be proud of yourself like yeah see that, that stigma about talking about yourself shouldn't be looked down on like you nah, know no nah, no nah. and um like that's another thing about the YKTR media that I want to build up because fans don't understand that but yeah. you look at New Zealand culture it's a lot more humbler than Australia mm. like Australia you're allowed to shit talk and it's common practice to talk trash and shit you know what I mean you play an Aussie bro they're always talking yeah. but like I'm um, New Zealand like you look at the All Blacks bro like even like as proud as I am of them and I'm like proud they're like fuck they're from New Zealand but like you, you don't know too many personalities from the All Blacks because mm. they're all they're all in black and all that wear their own boots. Like they all act the same, they all speak the same. So, um, I'd, Just I'd go like, through the lines, eh? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I want someone, Larry, bro. I yeah. want like I want that winger that's got like dyed hair and bright boots that can score tries mm. and carry on because that makes the game entertaining. Because if I'm an opposing fan and I see that, I'm like, fuck, I want them to get smashed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and it breaks down that narrative of good guys and bad guys and entertainers, and you sort of clump them up. And that's why you look at football, bro. You listen, listen to an interview, everyone says the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get ready for next week. Well, it's a game of two halves. It's fucking full of cliches, bro. <laughs> and like, like, why can't why can't someone go? Yeah, I knew we we're gonna, I knew we we're gonna beat them. Like he was talking trash, and fuck like you yeah. know, we, we see it in America, and we're like, fuck, how good's that? And then as soon as someone does it here, like, mm. oh, cocky, after my speech. <laughs> yeah, I'll imagine someone coming out and like. 
like rugby's a great example because you can do like center on center battles or second five on second five mm. and like major center just go oh, I can't wait to run over the top of him and Fuck, bro that yeah. builds excitement for the game and then oh shit he's talking shit so bro you look at boxing you look at UFC they, they, built, their, they built their whole marketing system off the back of talking shit yeah. and if you've got guys that can actually talk it and back it up like you're watching the game to one either see him get run over mm. or two see him get smashed mm. and Floyd Mayweather talks about that like people either want to see me win or see me lose mm. that's why I talk so much shit so <laughs> it's hard bro because like you, you talk like especially all blacks because they've like they've got that no dickheads policy and all this sort of stuff and I've read books about them and stuff so and it works for them so you're winning at 93% over the course of your whole life you're not going to change too much you're not going to go hey bro go like go whoever your wingers are bro go be Larry because yeah. you know what wins so yeah. But then the other other side of that, you look at a team like Melbourne Storm, and this will relate back to New Zealand. You see Melbourne Storm, they play so structured and fucking almost robotic, and they get all these kids from the country or reserve grade and turn them into almost test stars. And then you see someone like the Warriors, who that's not their natural style of football, and Stephen opposite. Kurt, opposite, bro, opposite. And it's, both can work, but everyone's fallen into the sort of Melbourneitis where Stephen Kearney, he's come from a Bellamy system, and he wants to play structured, and he's got fucking some of the most talented off football. Like, we've grown up playing fucking hard up on the courts, offloading, but we don't take tackles and fucking get to the near post for Like, do you know what I mean, bro? Yeah. It's, it's bro Benji, it's Shawnee Johnson, it's Goosey Step, okay. Sunny Bull offloading. Cody Do you yeah. like him? Yeah, good. Bro, I reckon he fucking sees the Warriors so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he need, but they need to build structure around them, and it's, it's not hard. Like yeah. it's like, bro, let the boys offload in certain places. Mm. So the, but don't offload in your twenty. Like in this here, you can start to offload, but make simple rules. Only offload to someone who's a better spot than you. Mm. Just small shit like that. And the way I always explain the Melbourne Storm and the Warriors is fucking. Have you seen Cool Runnings? No. Oh, bro, you're too young. Watch a movie called Cool Runnings. <laughs> they're, they're, they're about a Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. Bro, watch it. Bro. Oh. So there's a there's a there's a Swiss team and they're like regimented, structured, and the Jamaican yeah, yeah. team try to be like the Swiss side and they're not as good. But once they start to be themselves, they become they realize they realize and they come like third or something. They don't win, but they're fucking doing better than what they would have done. And that's how I see the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Um, proudest day of YKTR that you've had. Um, you think of one day, one day we're like fuck. This is a lot of my proud moments come from personal things where you talked about getting messages I've had eight messages of people that have contemplated suicide that have said they're gone fuck I was about to nick myself I was standing on a tra- on a train track and um, I got put into a psychiatric ward and I told them I had to have your earphones to listen to your podcast that stuff makes me proud I had monetary goals when I was younger when I first got into business I had a mentor and he goes what will make you happy or what will make you feel like a successful business person and I said oh if I earn this amount in a month I'll be happy I owned it in seven days. I rang him up. I was like, oh, I've earned the thing. He goes, how do you feel? And I go, oh, no, nothing. Like, it was a, like, it was a good amount of money. money. I'm not attached to money. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And that was sort of the moment I flipped it. Like, I probably could doing, be doing stuff personally that could get me a lot more money. But it just doesn't interest me, bro. And that other stuff interests me. Like, you thinking I'm cool to fucking come have a podcast, but that, that's interesting to me. Like, I could just be sitting at home fucking waiting for mum to cook dinner. Like, do you know what I mean? I've, I've yeah. got, bro, it's Christmas tomorrow. Yeah. Like, what's, uh, what do I going to be coming out doing the podcast for? But <laughs> I find this that you find me valuable enough that you want to invite me over to your house and have a podcast. And that's the stuff I'm proud of. And the other thing is, um, people come up to me, especially when I'm blind and that, they're like, oh, you're the same person on Instagram that you are on in real life and that's that stuff's important to me yeah because yeah. um i've met a lot of people on instagram i'm like bro this dude's cool and met him i'm like fuck you're not that cool well you're not you're not as cool as i thought you were or though not as cool as you make yourself out to be yeah fuck you should be proud of that bro like um bro because like we've, we've done some fucking massive things with yktr yeah like, you asked me that question and those are the first things that come to my head yeah then and, and i like um i think that's why we're a bit of a success or have, yeah, that's so cool that, that, that your proudest sort of thing is that... But you can save someone's life, bro. We're doing a podcast. It's not even nothing to do with the business itself. It's, yeah. It's the it's the effect you're having on other people. Yeah. And like I said, but we've had 80 people start... 80 plus people start clothing brands. I've had people quit their jobs because their side hustles making more money and I've inspired them. Like, shit like that, bro. Mm. Fucking, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And the best thing about it is just a byproduct of being myself. Like, I don't, I don't have to fabricate. If I go out and we have beers later like I'm, I'm just going to be the same because I don't hide myself getting on the piss like mm. on Saturday night but the fucking camera's out I'm carrying on <laughs> like, do you know what I mean so yeah. like, I'm exactly who I want to be and by the and the fact that that inspires people is fucking probably the best feeling you can have genuine mm. genuine bro um, stole this one off yours <laughs> off your podcast <laughs> <laughs> put a little bit of a twist on it rolling into 
day three of a bender. Oh, who, <laughs> <laughs> who are you backing to turn up with some energy? I reckon I know the answer. Yeah, but yeah. Richard and Corey. Yeah. Like, um, been in a few benders with them boys <laughs> in my time, and we've had plenty of good times. And um, yeah, the first cab off the rank for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to? Um, you just want to give a plug for yourself? Uh, yeah, if you want me, you can find me on Instagram at IIC. E underscore. I run a brand called YKTR. YKTR underscore. Um, only brand YKTR Media. Same there. And then you can find me on YouTube. Actually, just go to go to my Instagram and go link in bio, and you can find me everywhere there. But that's mean that thing. You need yeah, it's Linktree. Called Linktree. Use it. Yeah, I've got blogs. I've got podcasts. I've got fucking 150 vlogs. So there's plenty of content there for you to consume. Uh, I'll be making plenty more podcasts too. It's under the Ice Project. Mean bro. Hopefully you fit that. Thanks, it's the last size left <laughs> but um thanks so much for coming over bro like you know last minute as christmas eve um i guess it just sort of shows that the person you are you know you're fucking genuine and um you know it's not really easier to say without having actually met you like like you're literally exactly as you are that's cool thanks, so so i appreciate that bro thank you for coming um it's been awesome to meet you bro, thanks, bro. i hope you kill it with this podcast and your clothing brand i don't know if it's gonna happen anyway awesome brother sweet right up.